Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. One of the things that I've told students over the years, I've probably said it a few times on the radio, and I say it to a lot of parents, with respect to their students, I say, get the heck out of this country as soon as you can. And now the reason I say that when I uh, have those conversations is because if you spend your whole life in America, your compass is off. You think you know what true north is, but you don't. So your perspective stinks. You, you actually have none. So that's a problem. But today when I say get the heck out of here, I'm not talking about uh, having a cultural encounter that will show you uh, a different perspective on what it means to live in America today, when we talk about get the heck out of here uh, with my friend Lynn Beeman, uh, we're going to talk about rest and walking away. She's so excited to talk about this <laughs> and walking away from our crazy, busy lives, uh, even sometimes uh, your kids, whatever the case may be, and just uh, slowing down and being quiet and just getting away from it all. And then what might happen there uh, is, is an encounter with God, which Lynn's going to talk about. But first, because we first met Lynn because of Call to Peace Ministries. And it's great to see you. Thank you for coming in. You're welcome. Uh, let's do a little update about the conference that was you guys were in Asheville the same time I was at the men's retreat down the road. And and it's just amazing what continues to happen at Called to Peace and how many people were there and what happened. So tell us about that, because I want everybody listening, especially any women that might be down the road of dealing with uh, domestic abuse in any form uh, to know about this because it's uh, pretty miraculous. So how did it go? Tell us about that. It was outstanding. We had 350 women from and now there's a debate about it with 30 states 42 <laughs> states it was a lot of states yeah. we had almost all of our states represented and and right now the ministry is in i think 48 states and about six countries and so we had we think 42 states at the conference and two countries so we had people flying in internationally to go to this and the whole That's idea insane. is it's a healing retreat you know the idea is and, and it ties in very well with rest too so a lot of the sessions we had constructed the conference so that it was half day sessions talking about things that you needed to learn um, going through your recovery meeting with other people that had similar circumstances we had we had little pods this time too people that um, there were small groups that were set up um, people that had uh, were sexual abuse survivors or mm. had abuse as children or you know, were um, from, you know, had church abuse along of it, along with their abuse, because a lot of times women get bad advice from their churches yeah, yeah. to stay and put up with it. And these are bad things, you know, so they had small groups that were there. So there were a lot of things like that. But then half the days, there was a lot of rest time. Mm. There was, they had a craft room downstairs in the basement and people <laughs> were like, you know, creating jewelry that had, you know, pieces of scripture, you know, the the, um, I forget the Japanese type of art where it's like it looks like broken and yeah. it's glued together. Oh with yeah, the gold. yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, they had, they were doing things like that. So there were a lot of healing things uh, that that were there. And then of course we're up in the beautiful mountains, and you know because you were at you know we yeah were, right down the street at the cove. Yeah, it was great, and we were at Ridgecrest, so fresh beautiful. air, yeah. beautiful times, and it was just a very healing experience for a lot of people. And we know because I invited you, I was trying to get you over. Yeah, because you had who was performing? Taja Layton. Yeah, so and cool. she was outstanding. <laughs> I bet. The thing about it, 
for any of you that are newer to the show, is uh, this we have to go back like five years or so or more. So the first time I had Joy Forrest on, who's mm-hmm. the founder called The Beast, when it was just this little fledgling thing and she couldn't get any help and she couldn't raise any money. And uh, and it was just, I mean, it was literally just her. Yeah. And now here you are, not that many years later, with, with the staff the way it is and then a conference like that and so many people and so many states and now international. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling to watch what the Lord has done. It's a God thing. And just to back up and let everybody know what Call to Peace is, we are the really only um, Christian domestic violence recovery ministry. And we've now grown to have a lot of different things. We have advocates that walk alongside the women that are coming out of abusive situations. We have small groups that are supporting them. We have a men's ministry. Mm-hmm. So where husbands or, you know, want to come out of this abusive type behaviors, they can do it. We have a church ministry where we go around and teach the churches. I, I love the name of it. It's called Protect the Flock. Yeah. And we teach ministers how to figure out what these situations are. Because pastors do, generally are not counselors. They, they're not no. trained in that. They've never dealt with this. Uh, so they're ill-equipped. And that was one of the first things we were talking about with Joy years ago is that the, the churches just aren't equipped to deal with it. It's in every church. It's like abortion. Uh, yeah. But there's just not people equipped to do it. But yet, yet time and time again, to watch Called the Peace and the ministry side and training pastors and protecting the flock, again, just amazing. Yeah, well, and if you can, like doctors, first do no harm. A lot mm-hmm. of the churches are doing harm because yeah. they're saying stay, submit. Um, you know, this is a marriage problem. There's a bunch of bad advice. Yeah. And the church has really hurt a lot of people mm-hmm. that are coming out of these circumstances. So what the ministry does is we heal those church wounds um, and we heal the hurts that the church has instilled. And we remind them that, you know, the church may have had good intentions and sure. they applied it the wrong way. But God has always been looking down, mm-hmm. loving you through all of this. And he does not want you. You're his precious child. He does not want you treated the way that you've been treated. So we're teaching the church how to listen for that, how to handle those situations better. And that's blossomed and grown. And we are teaching so many churches now to be better churches. So it's really God has done amazing things through this ministry in so many different ways. And, you know, of course, COVID, it blew up. I mean, she started this in 2017. Because everything got worse. Yeah. And then everybody's quarantined and everybody's under a lot of stress and you know, the abuse got worse in a lot of cases yeah. um, and spread through families. And what uh, I, I want to I want to ask real quick. We're going to hit the break and then we'll talk mm-hmm. about uh, what God did in your life this summer. Uh, there had to have been a lot of people there with over 300 people there that really didn't know what to expect and had never experienced anything like that. Oh, yeah. So that must have been pretty wild to watch, uh, especially women, obviously. But for them all of a sudden to have a place where they're with other women that can relate to them. There's so much healing there. It's like. It's this little oasis that most of them probably didn't even think could exist. I think you were staring at our conference. You were peeking in, weren't you? <laughs> That's exactly what happened because there was a grand piano. Um, and this is totally aside. It was totally off menu, off agenda. It wasn't planned. It was purely a God thing. And there was somebody, of course, that played the piano beautifully. And there were a couple people that could really sing. Mm. And we ended up with these uh, – flash mob pop-up concerts every night and (laughs) everybody was just singing and there were no hymn books and there was no schedule we just all knew the lyrics it was all god on our heart and it was just such a beautiful time of everyone coming together and just worshiping and singing and just letting all of the bad stuff out and the good stuff in it was perfect yeah so amazing called to peace.org is the website c-a-l-l-e-d-t-o okay called to peace Dot org is the website. If you want to be an advocate, if you want to help, if you need help, 
that's where you need to go. Call the peace.org. And you guys will do it again, of course, next year. Yep, right? we will. Which is awesome. When we come back, let's talk to uh, Lynn Beeman about what God did with her this summer under the... I know the pain of a heart if you've ever wondered, welcome back. It's Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. If you ever wondered what the deal is with the different songs that I pick that uh, we use when we go in and, and, and back from a commercial, uh, there's there's always meaning behind it. Okay, and they're not always uplifting. They're not all Christian songs, uh, but there's always a meaning behind it. And that one, I'm just going to float that one out there. You you should listen when it's a song like that. Listen to the lyrics. That is not a Christian song. Uh, but alludes to some truths that we can all relate to. And one of the things that we'll talk about for the rest of the show now with my friend Lynn Beeman, who's here, has also been here many times with Called to Peace Ministries, uh, is something that happened to you this summer. I noticed it on Facebook. Uh, I was happy for you because I know uh, like your life is complicated, uh, challenging things like our life and our family has challenging things. And then all of a sudden there's this boom out of the nowhere, this incredible <laughs> trip down to Bonaire. And of course that's Facebook. So we all like everybody else is living the life and I'm just sitting home watching Netflix. But, 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 but then to just kind of hear some of the things and it was obvious that, that it was not planned. It was completely out of the blue and there, there was a huge impact on you. And so you're a busy person. I'm a busy person. We have complicated lives. We have complicated families. And that's uh, pretty much everybody else that's listening and watching today or the podcast or whatever. Uh, and so we decided to, to have this conversation today really about rest and some other things because I think we're all pretty bad at it. So let's, oh, just, yeah. let's just go back to how this happened for you and then just take us into that experience. And then we'll do some application and challenge all of us because I think we all need a lot of work on this one. Absolutely. Well, the thought of it, too, is how I met God on summer vacation. Sometimes you've got to get out of your bubble yeah. to really you know, hear the Almighty because our worlds are super loud in America, right? Mm. So this did come out of the blue, and it was totally a God thing because there are sets of circumstances you know that only God can arrange. But I love a good God story, and yeah, I know oh, you yeah. do, too. <laughs> so um, a group of, of, of ladies that were friends of mine, one from church 10 years ago, had invited me to go on this girls' trip to Bonnie months ago and I said oh gosh I'd really love to go I could use the respite care you know um you know I've I'm single a single mom but but <laughs> I can't I've got 9,000 other you know it's yeah. the reasons all the reasons we mm -hmm. don't rest so I had said no and I had declined it you know primarily because my youngest is in a therapeutic boarding school um following a suicide attempt during COVID and I, that was his parent weekend and I had said, I can't because, I, you know, I need to be there for parent weekend. But God had arranged for us to have a, a home visit prior to his return just two weeks before. And it was a wonderful, wonderful visit. And, you know, when it came back up again, my son and I were actually on a walk. And he was he, uh, the topic of Aruba came up on totally <laughs> on the random. And he's like, have you ever been to Aruba? And I was like, well, no, but I was supposed to go to Bonaire this Saturday, as a matter of fact. And he's like, you know, you should go. Mm. And I was like, it's Monday. They're leaving Saturday, you know, and, and he's like, no, really, you need to. And, and that's really sweet. And I know your family does this for you, too, holds you accountable and says, OK, you need rest. Mm -hmm. I love you. You need rest. And that's what he was saying to me. And he said, call up Andrew and our youngest and, and ask him. And I called him up and he, and he said, no, you need to go. And I prayed about it because, you know, that's that's the ultimate. Sure. And, you know, sometimes God gives you these nebulous, you know, maybe or he's quiet and he's letting you make the decisions. This was very clear. This was go. And I was taken aback by this. I'm like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? Are you sure? You know, and then you say it almost seems <laughs> irresponsible, doesn't it? Right. Yes, it does. A flight of fancy, if you will. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, do I need this? Do I need travel? Do I need, you know, I mean, I've got so many other things to do. You know, I, 
you know, all the reasons why you can't sure. do it. But then God says go, and you're like, okay. And God's done this to me before. Our youngest is adopted from, you know, Russia, you know, and he said go do that. And I was like, wait, what? You know, but when God says go, you learn after a while you're going to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was – but, I mean, this was Monday, and this was international travel. <laughs> but, you know, again, here's what the God thing. There was a flight added. There was one more seat on the plane. There was one more room in the hotel. You know, they were willing to add me on to all of these reservations at the last minute. I mean, it was a series of things that probably weren't going to align that did within 24 hours. Can I even find my passport? You know, all these things aligned. And the next day I was like, oh, my goodness. And I literally wrote a prayer card. You know, actually, I'd written one about a week earlier. And this is how you know you need rest is just all of the exhaustion and um the toxic stuff that we swim through in this earth. I was just so bogged down by the brokenness of things that were going on in my life, things that were going on around me. I literally wrote a prayer card and I said, God, I feel like a trash can. Mm -hmm. And I was, I I mean, I just, I was very hurt by by all of this. It was the cumulative effect of everything was just really weighing on me. And when he said, go, I said, do I need travel? You know, and then you start to question the almighty why we do this. I don't know. But I was like, (laughs) you know, but do I need that? And I just I got this sense that there were things that he wanted me to see. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. And then all of this lined up, so I'm like, okay, I'm going. And it was such a wonderful thing because, again, you know, I'd not really been on a girls' trip other than, like, women's retreats with church and yeah. stuff like this. And this was a small group of people that were – one of them was from my small group. And But it's so nice to go off with, you know – group of girls if you're a girl or a group of guys because you get each other right if you're guys and you're in a cabin and you just need to plunk down on the sofa you can do that and rest that way and everybody's going to understand you know women you know some of us wanted to cook and we're in the kitchen cooking some of us were like i don't want to cook and everybody's fine with that so that's really nice because a family trip is different in fact our pastor says we're going to quit calling them vacations we're going to call them family trips (laughs) because they're not very restful yes so you know this was different just from its very inception and you know my friend that had invited me to go is also a single she's a soul uh has sole custody of her children and needed the needed the rest too Mm -hmm. so as soon as we got down there my flights got in early. I'm just my head is spinning because here I am. At what this. point did you feel f- completely free to go? Um, like, when, like before you got to the airport? Was it on the airplane? <laughs> airplane? Were you struggling at all? No, when God's, even though God kind of threw open all those. No, doors, when He said but, go, I was like, you know, I was worried about the details. Yeah. How was how was I going to make the flight? You know, and and the other thing too, I was like, how am I even going to pay for all this? Well, I went back and looked at an old account that had air miles. I had exactly hmm. it required like ten thousand. I had ten thousand seven hundred ninety nine. I had exactly enough to go. I had exactly enough credit card points because I, you know, you yeah. get the double points and then you pay them off. Every you ran, month. There were really no uh, excuses left. It was free. I mean, my flights were free. My trip yeah. was free. Wow. You know. Um, and I, and I had known that it was amazing for the scuba diving and the sea life. And, you know, we had heard years ago that it was a place for divers to go. And I scuba dive and the rest of our group snorkels. So I knew that God had the beauty and the wonder of yeah. creation. And so when I got there, when we landed and I got there ahead of them, I'm just sitting here. And I'd always wanted to sit in cabana. There's a cabana actually <laughs> right in front of our room. Ads or movies. That, for most of us, that's where you see You know, and I'd never, I'd never done any of this before. So I'm looking at the sunset and I'm like. You know, it was the beginning of the invitation to, to experience that beauty of creation, to literally get in the water and marinate with it mm-hmm. and soak in that wonder. And we went snorkeling the next day. And I've got to tell you, my, my friend Julia that had invited me, 
were, were swimming along. We wanted to see a sea turtle every day, and, and they, they were there. But it was all babies, the little bait. You know, they were the size <laughs> of a dinner plate. <laughs> you know, these little three-year-old, five-year-old sea turtles. Yeah, right out of a Pixar fish. movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was incredible. And, you know, but what she said is when we were snorkeling along, because there's this, there's this little island called Klein Bonaire, which is off of Bonaire, and they can drop you off at one end, and you basically just drift from one end of the island wow, to the other. Cool. So you don't even have to kick. You're just <laughs> floating along. But you're in there, and you're seeing these beautiful things, these intense colors, this myriad of sea life. I mean, we saw stingray. We saw, you know, baby squid. We saw, you know, the angelfish are incredible. They mm-hmm. are, they're like little puppies. They're very curious, and they uh-huh. come, like, right up to your face mask. Wow, that's And cool. they want to play with you. Where are you? When, when, and it's real cool. And we'll dive in, obviously, more. Catch that. We'll dive in more. <laughs> uh, while you're experiencing this, are you thinking – are you having Christian thoughts? Are you thinking about creation in those terms? Are you just experiencing it? Is it just like another day on vacation? Uh, and how do we set ourselves up to have that kind of experience? We're going to keep talking to my friend Lynn Beeman. We'll be right back. That's a perfect lead. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, talking about uh, something that is not peculiar or specific to my guest today. Uh, It's something that we all need to wrestle with and consider and act on, and and that's just rest and what that uh, can look like. It might be like for Lynn Beeman today, uh, a trip down to Bonaire, and and she's uh, got scuba diving in her background and so that's uh, kind of a regular fit for you yeah uh, and th- and you're going to describe things that you can't experience if you go out to the mountains or go out to the beach uh, the specific the specificity of what you experience is not my point in having this conversation today uh, my point is do you ever get yourself in any place uh, where you can hear from God <clears throat> and where you get away from the regular and the norm and get out of even God after six days of work uh, rest it yeah. so if it's good enough for him, it needs to be good enough for us. And, and we don't do that well in the American context. Most of us, there's uh, time constraints, there's responsibilities, there's money, there's a lot of things. And this doesn't necessarily have to be a trip where you need to cash in your airline miles. Uh, do you do anything to rest, just to walk away from all of it? Uh, and sometimes that would include uh, family, sometimes not. Sometimes you do this with your spouse or with your kids or with one of your chi- children, whatever the case may be. But just to get out of the, the busyness of life and get away from it all, which I know sounds like a cheesy commercial, uh, and especially to just try to go hear from God in a way that we can't. Lynn, you started off the show talking about that, how noisy life can be. Mm. Uh, but down there, uh, things were obviously changing. And then we were going to talk about the night dive, I think. Well, we're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, snorkeling in general. But the the point where you're saying about you know the rest. Yeah. You know, we have to realize that's a commandment. Mm-hmm. You know, and I one of my favorite pastors said, "What other of the commandments do you go? Well, I don't really need to do that one. <laughs> you know, adultery. Yeah, yeah, I don't really need to do that one. Or, or murder. You know, yeah, we can skip that one. You know, but we look at you know rest and we say, eh, we can opt out of that. You know, and to your point, you're right. This isn't about me or the circumstances of the trip I went on. You know, it's about all of us stepping out of our world and whether it's you know, catching fireflies in a jar with your kids in, right. in the front yard or going to the mountains and taking a deep breath and expanding your view. It's giving the Almighty a chance to move us through the beauty of creation, to experience the the heart shift that that creates, mm-hmm. to not lose touch with the beauty that he's a, has put around us. Yeah. And then sometimes it's a change of scenery to help you remember all of that. 
you know, we tend to forget. Yeah, I think that change of scenery is an important uh, concept to remember. And I think that uh, it, it has to involve creation. It's not like you can go to the uh, – I'm trying to remember the name of the piece, place right by the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. It's this huge resort hotel thing. It's all indoors. Uh, we're not talking about that. <laughs> that that's, that's man's creation, a, a gift from God that he could create that. But we're talking about nature and getting away from the busyness of life. And, and, and that's, that's really what my hope is today for people, that they hear your experience and your encouragement and what the Lord can do. And I think I asked you before you hit the break, at what point did you kind of go, I guess I really didn't know how much I needed this. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and you're right about the change in scenery. For, for us doing the snorkeling, you know, we felt like because we came in on a Saturday and we were doing this on a Sunday that it was a worshipful experience. I mean, my friend Julie and I had been in small group together. I mean, as we are going by and looking at, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be snorkeling with fish, but they were outstanding. The colors yeah. and the variety and the sea life and how um, engaging they were and how clear the water was, um, you know, but just the fact that you're getting out there and you're listening to nature and you're listening not just to the creation, but the creator. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in our head, we were hearing Psalms. If I take in the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. And we're singing songs in our head. We're hearing praises about, you know, beautiful creator, mm -hmm. you know, how great thou art. You know, this is the song that was on our spirit. And I think all of us can experience this a little bit more in the summer. It's easy holidays, you know, Fourth of July, sure. Labor Day, Memorial Day. I mean, there's not, you know, it's not Christmas. you got to get 10,000 gifts and ship them <laughs> right. all over the planet. You know, so we can all get out and do this, and we need to, because that's what we, having that experience snorkeling, you know, we were marinating in that beauty mm -hmm. that God has given us as a gift, and we were slowing down. And that was something the dive instructor, because like you said, I scuba to scuba dive and um the first dive i went on with him he said you're going too fast hmm. you're going to miss everything and one of the things they're really into down there diving now is they call it macro they, they all have cameras and they're down there but they're looking for the tiny stuff mm -hmm. the little tiny yeah. shrimp the little tiny snails these little thing called a um a crypt, crypt christmas tree anemone and there, and there are these tiny little bushy anemone and you just put your finger near them and they all contract back in but they're so beautiful these little <laughs> triangle shapes and they get up there really close and with a macro lens and they take pictures of all of this stuff but you know the point is to be mindful and to slow down yeah. and to look at these creation created things around us and see the glory of the creator and it came it became uh, particularly profound when i wanted to do a night dive you know i had asked to do this because they had a sign when i got there saying there was this unusual bioluminescent thing they were called ostracods and they're these tiny little three millimeter translucent you can't even see them really wow. and they emit these little essentially like bubbles and it looks like a string of pearls only they're lighted so you see the lights going up in these little strings of pearls and i was like oh i want to do that you know, well, I hear myself saying that. And I'm like, wait, I, I, do I want to do that? You know, I, I've never done a night dive. This yeah. might be kind of scary. I don't know that I want to get out of my box. Sounds right? a little uncomfortable. Well, you know, but I asked, and at first they said no, and then they said, well, maybe you learned to dive in North Carolina. It's like diving in milk, so you're probably <laughs> good with the flashlight off. So, so they did. They let me go down there, but that was the most incredible thing because we talked about call to peace in the beginning. And one of the things that – one of the metaphors that I've used a lot with those women is when you find yourself in the deepest, darkest parts of your life where you are down mapping out Dante's seven levels of hell, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, abuse, 
or, you know, the church hurting you, wounds from the church, whether it's, you know, I've told you other things, painful things in my life, you know, um, you know, if it's a suicide attempt yeah. during COVID, a child that, you know, there, there are other parts, you know, miscarriage. Yeah. All know, darkness. You know, and, and you are down in all of these dark places. But w- what I've always said, like to the other survivors in this group is, but God is going to put light mm-hmm. down in the depths. And this was this had been a metaphor for me for years. So when they said this bioluminescent thing was down there, I wanted to go see it because it was it was turning a metaphor into reality right. for me. Yeah, powerful. I didn't know if I could do it, but when we went out there, you know, um, my, I had an incredible dive instructor. Instructor, he's a, he's a really good. He was a rescue diver, so I felt very comfortable with him and confident that he could handle it. But you, when you go into the water, you have to turn the flashlight off in order to see these things. Wow. So you're underwater, in the dark you know, 30 or something, 40 feet under, and you're looking for these lights, and you have to let your eyes adjust. And then out of the soft coral, these waving plants that are that are down at the bottom, you see these lights start to appear. And there's one, and there's two, and then there are more of them. And then all of a the sudden, they're all around you. Wow. They're, they're in front of your face. They're in your hair. It, was, it, it would be like if God had picked you up, you're, you're on the blanket in, in the, looking at the night sky and picked you up and held you up to the Milky Way. And you could touch the stars because, you know, and, and after a while I realized you could do this. My, I was watching my diving instructor and you can swirl your hand around and these lights just go dancing oh, around you. Oh, and it's, it was so profound for me. It was a, it was a deep spiritual experience because I'm trying not to, I know it's radio, but I'm trying not right. to get upset about it. It's, um, it was like touching a piece of heaven. And, and I told my friend Julia when I got out of there, I said, it's not just that God puts light in the darkness. It's that he puts so much right. light yeah. down there. Right. And it reminded me of every kind thing that a person had done to me, done, you know, with me, for me, you know, a person that prayed for me when I was having to take a child to a psych- pediatric psychiatric hospital in the height of the pandemic. Um, you know, a, a people that encouraged me when I lost my first baby Um, you know it it was it changed darkness into light because a lot of times like with that when when you lose a baby you know you feel like you can't even look at other moms because a lot of women it just it hurts for me you know because of their encouragement I looked at them and I said well there's one time where God made it work and there's another time there's another time and it changes you because you hope comes back alive Mm -hmm. from all of that it it reinvigorates your soul so that's what this was like. It was like seeing so much light around me and realizing that God had always had so much light around me. And that's in Psalm 139, too, right, right. you know, about being in the depths of the sea. Were you describing that? I, I would ask uh, on, the, on the scientific side, the physical side, <laughs> I would assume those things were all around you. Yeah. You just couldn't see them yet. Right. So you're yes. surrounded by all this light. Yeah. You're just, you just didn't have eyes to see. That's right. But it was there. And, and you, that's where God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Or Elisha's, uh, uh, Elisha's servant, who's like, oh, we're hosed. And Elisha prays the Lord, would you please just open his eyes? And then the armies all around. And then around. there's ar- armies of flaming chariots and horses all on the hills all around him. And he's like, I'm oh, not worried. Oh, yeah. Okay, I get that. <laughs> okay, I didn't really understand. I got it now. Thank you for the reality check because that is the reality. Yeah. Even though you couldn't see it, there was light all around you. You just had to be in the right way. And he's there. Yeah. Where, where can I go that yeah. you're not there? The heavens, you're there. The depths of Sheol, you're there. So the metaphor became reality. Yeah. 
But the thing to remember as a Christian is that anything in Scripture that looks like a metaphor is already a reality. So remember that. If you're in the depths of the sea, the light is already around you. We're talking to my friend Len Beeman. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. Get out of town. ASAP. We'll be right back. something like this. Yes, I do. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show with my friend Lynn Beeman, who we were also talking earlier about Called to Peace Ministries. So if her name sounds familiar or Called to Peace sounds familiar, it's because they've been on many times in the past and will continue to be in the future. So we started off the show talking about the uh, conference they had out in the mountains earlier this year, which was awesome. Uh, But then have been talking about this experience Lynn had with the Lord, uh, a trip that was uh, really not, didn't look like it was going to happen. Uh, and then circumstances changed. God stepped in and, and uh, encouragement from her son. And the next thing you know, she's on a plane down to join her friends in Bonaire and to do a lot of uh, scuba diving and, and snorkeling, but uh, talking in general about just the need for rest, which I think most of us, I think we give a sense to the reality of it. We know we need to rest. Oh, I got to get some sleep, whatever. But I think we're we're so hesitant to uh, just step away, even if it's from that thing, the phone. Yeah. Can you spend, uh, can you float in a pool for an hour without checking social media or whatever? And just, I'm so just, bad about that. Oh, we all are. And so just that kind of stepping away from all the busyness of life uh, to go uh, leave some margin for the Lord. And in this case, in a beautiful, beautiful place. But you can do this at a park. You can do it by a stream. Uh, you can do it out in the mountains or at the beach. It's just a matter of making space and getting out of your regular surroundings, I think, is, is one of the biggest points. And looking make. at the world around you with fresh eyes. Yeah. You know, your children blowing bubbles in the yard. There are different ages and stages you mm-hmm. know, that, that our lives and our families are in. You know, whether you're retired and you now have the flexibility to take that road trip on a Tuesday, you know, to go see grandchildren or, you know, you're newly married and you're building your life together. Yeah. You know, if this is a lake. You know, that that you're just going to look up at the night sky and see the beauty of that. You know, there's so many different ways to do this. You know, and God wants that. I mean, do you know why God – oh, here's a question for you. Do you know why God rested on the seventh day? I mean, God didn't need to rest. No, of course not. God. No. He rested to show us yeah, it's how. Yeah, pattern, right. He showed it. He well, leads by example. Yeah, like you would lay down with a child that won't settle down and sleep. Sure. You know, he's laying down to show us how to do this yeah, because we don't know. Right, that's right. And, and we have to. So when you were – uh, coming back was this something that you obviously you wanted to come talk about it oh yeah and so is this something you've been kind of trumpeting to friends and family and other people and just encouraging like what's the takeaway for you that you want to give to the rest of us peace joy I hadn't felt a sense of joy like that mm. and you know pastors talking about count it all joy that's the you know we're going right. through James right now and, yep. and yeah we got to count the tragedies all joy and the tough stuff that comes through our life. We've got to learn to find God in difficulty. But, you know, I'd written a prayer card about this, too. You know, it seems like anxiety has replaced, you know, trauma. Yeah. And and it, I really hadn't found, you know, joy. And I'm like, I'm looking for it. You know, I found peace. Peace is good. You know, I've, you know, but this was joy. It was being with God, being still with God, mm-hmm. looking at creation because he created these things because he's a creative God, but also for our, for our pleasure, for our enjoyment. So we could see yep. who and how he is. And he doesn't want us to miss that. You know, he wants us to sit there and stare at that and absorb that because it's healing to us. Just like music, just like water, just like um, 
you know, children's laughter. There mm-hmm. are so many things in the summer yeah. that, you know, I just think we have easier access to this right now. Yeah, and, when the weather's know, cooperative. And we're halfway through. You know, we're past 4th of July, <laughs> so we need to get out and, like— I don't like, want to go there. <laughs> but we need to breathe. That's sure. the point. Yeah. Yeah. Slow down time. Ann Voskamp has written a beautiful book called A Thousand Gifts, and she encouraged people to, like— daily write down things just write down things you know that you're thankful for and to slow down and to be mindful and to appreciate the beauty of where you're at and we're remiss if we don't do this yeah our daughter who's 18 she's going off to college this fall uh she would regularly go out in the front yard we have a bench out there underneath the big tree and she would just go out there uh with a book or put a blanket down and read but she has to be outside yeah so she just loves doing that and we were like, what are you? Are you a recluse? What's going on? There? And she just likes to be outside and away from the busyness. And it's a great pattern. And, and she didn't have to. She took 30 steps outside the front door. She didn't have to get on an airplane. So this is really something that you can do for yourself uh, no matter where you are. And it doesn't take a whole lot. You could go for a walk in the middle of the, of the workday and just go to a park instead of going to Chick-fil-A or whatever. Uh, also, you were talking about just the beauty of God's creation. That's also in Romans 1 why there's no such thing as an atheist. All of creation yes. screams God. It Everybody does. knows he's there. He's the 800-pound gorilla in the room. And that's why he said he's made it plain. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious. Whether you're using a macro lens or a micro lens, right. it's pretty obvious that that there's a creator rather than nothing or random forces. And that's the, that's the encouragement. But you have to – it's, it's kind of like you have to force yourself out of your regular lane and go get in that one. Well, and, and it's very you, intentional. your eyes and your mind are drawn to the created things. Right. But if you dig deeper, you don't, you know, and a lot of people that are, you know, new to the faith, struggling with their faith, having a, you know, hard, you know, faith mm-hmm. journey, you know, they're going to stop right there and go, okay, this is beautiful. I had a great vacation. You know, I went to the mountains, you know, I, you're seeing everybody, you know, now that COVID's over, a lot of us are able to get around or see extended family and have new experiences, but don't stop there. Go past the created and go to the creator mm-hmm. because what he wants to do, create in you through these experiences with his creation, is to heal your heart, is to put joy back in it, is to help you breathe. I mean, when I came home, I was changed. And it wasn't that it was the night dive or going with my girlfriends or, or anything that we, you know, international travel on the fly. I mean, these are all really cool things. But it was the fact that, you know, can you encounter God on your summer vacation? And what is that going to do for your soul? Tired Christian soldier. World War One, sitting in the trench, trench yeah. warfare of your life, you know, sharing a stick of gum, you know, trying to get through it, slogging through it. How is it going to change you? Are you going to let it change you? Because he wants to change you. He wanted to give me that joy back. And I was so profoundly thankful for that when I got home because I'm like, I can feel joy again. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's been so long because of everything that, you know, has happened yeah. in my life through the pandemic. I mean, we've all been through a lot, right? Mm-hmm. This is our chance. And this is why we're talking about this today, because second half of the summer, there's time left. Yeah, there is. Go breathe. Go be. Be still. Sit down by still waters. Listen. Feel it. Let it change you from the inside out. The pandemic is over. Whatever you're going through, there's light in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Feel it. Yeah, and, and it takes uh, effort to do that. And I think all of us are uh, – it's amazing what you can get used to. Yeah. And you get used to – not taking care of yourself. Mm. I'm not talking about food. I'm not talking about sleep. Uh, I'm talking about what you're talking about is just walking away. Uh, You know, people talk about busy as an acronym, being under Satan's yoke. Yeah, I got it. But, but, and he can put those chains on me, but more often than not, uh, I don't need any help with that. Oh, I've struggled with rest. I I mean, I do it to myself. 
and then and then you have all kinds of good reasons why you can't or why you shouldn't or why you put it off. Uh, and Gina and I, my wife and I, struggle with this just as stuff with the kids. And we're like, at this point in, in my walk with the Lord, I'm like you know, we really want to go to Italy. I'm like, we can go anywhere we want once there's a new mm-hmm. heaven and the new earth. So why do I care about it right now? Right. Well, because I live in the here and the now. <laughs> and then like with our kids, you know, because they're getting older and those days are fleeting when they're going to have the ability to be with us. And you start going, OK, uh, should we save that money for later, like retirement or should we spend it now? Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, no, I think we're missing things because we're so and my father-in-law is profound. He, Work like the devil for years. Mm. So did his wife, who worked with him in the, their business that they own. They were very successful. And then at 66, she dies. Oh. So he, he's, he would say for years and still does when it comes up. He's like, we worked and we worked and we saved and we saved and what the heck for? Yeah. Because we didn't get to enjoy any of it together. And I'm like, yep. There you go. You cannot put off and put off and wait and wait uh, because we're like a mist. Your life is like a mist. It's here one moment and it's gone. Well, and when you go to Italy, the thing is you need to be still there, too. <laughs> right. Because, you know, we tend to. We're oh, American. no, we don't have time for that, Lynn. We have to see 42 things exactly, in Exactly, right. American days. commando vacation. We're going to go here. <laughs> we're going to go there. Vacation. We're going to eat a right, lot good. of 72 places. Yeah. I mean, no, you want to sit and you want to be in it, yeah. too. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. You know, that um, it's funny because, you know, I as a, you know, single parent. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, is shopping resting? If I go, if I, if I like to go to the grocery <laughs> store and, and Sam's Club and these 42 other things, is that resting? And then you realize, you know, resting position, if you're in the band, is when the instrument is still. So you have to have some amount <laughs> right. of stillness right. for it yes. to count as rest. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we need to do that, too, wherever our vacation is taking us. Yeah, rest isn't, isn't uh, don't settle for I'm not at work. Like, mm-hmm. that's not good enough for rest. We're talking about really getting away from everything that's a normal part of your life, whether it's for an hour or a day or a week or a month, whatever the case may be for you. But. Well, and I've got a little meme on my phone. Rest is a spiritual weapon because mm-hmm. the enemy wants oh, you busy man. and occupied. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because, because you come back from your rest closer to the Lord, Yeah, which he doesn't like. No. The devil doesn't want that. He wants you busy and distracted and worn out. Well, and that joy heals so much brokenness. I mean, we, mm-hmm. there's always family drama. All of us have family drama. But you come back with joy in your heart, and you're able to deal with whatever's coming at you next. Yeah. Someone's going off to college, you know, and that's really hard and heartbreaking, and your your wife's going to have an issue with it. You know, whatever. Well, for a few days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but whatever's coming through in your life next, if you've got that joy, that buoyancy, mm-hmm. you know, if you've taken time, like my dive instructor said, to slow down and to breathe and right. to be, and you've, you've filled back up, you know, you filled your tank back up with that joy, whether you're new or mature in your journey. If you're mature in your spiritual journey, you're, you're on a lot of mission fields and you're wrestling with that. If you're new in the journey, you're trying to figure a lot of stuff out and that's tiring. But wherever you are in that journey, if you have that joy that you got from being rest, from staring at creation, from slowing down, from being mindful, from thinking through gratitude, from practicing gratitude, then that is going to change the way that you react to all of the other circumstances. No, that's that's how, that's how an invest a good investment works. Mm-hmm. A little turns into a lot over time, mm-hmm. and so when you do something like that and you come back, I don't have time. I don't have time about all these good things I'm doing, right? But those things could be way better if you just took a little time and rested. And again, that could be a walk, that could be a day, it could be a week, could be a beach, could be the Bonaire. It's a mindset. It's mountains. not a place. That's right, and uh, and we all need it uh, rest. So leave town, leave your regular routine as soon as possible. Lynn, it was great having you today. It's great to be here. Thanks for coming in and sharing that. Love you, brother. Love you, too. Thanks so much for being here. And Call to Peace as well. 
Uh, I will be on location at uh, Bob Jones Jess, uh, University tomorrow with a bunch of 10 to 15-year-olds. Oh, are actually, my gosh. They're actually going to control the content of the show. I'll pray for you. Thank you. <laughs> with my friend, Rhett and Rathbun. So we're going to do that for Theology Thursday, but I will be on tomorrow. God willing, we'll be on tomorrow. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward. Ever for-